0: Welcome to Double Burst, a podcast about Dice Masters. We are a group of Utah players that want to bring you the latest Dice Masters, news, strategies, tips, and more. Whether you're a new or seasoned player, we hope this show has something for you. I'm KT Data, one of your hosts, and welcome to episode 77. It's our Tomb of Annihilation release day special. So before we jump into the tomb... We have a quick rules forum update. All right, guys, we are here with Dr. J. How are you doing? This is like doing great. We're doing a special on top of a special because we have a rules forum update on our release day special, which usually doesn't happen. But with the timing of everything, it just kind of worked out like that. So uh, let's talk about cards nobody cares about anymore. Which is uh, the ones from the X-Men set?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. That's old news. That's very old news. had that set.
0: <laughs> um, so the first one is about... first two are actually about Blob. The first one is about blanking Blob with uncommon, which is when fielded, capture target opposing character die until Blob leaves a field zone, and the common when fielded, capture all opposing sidekicks until Blob leaves a field zone or you field another Blob. The question was, what happens if you blank Blob's text? Do the dice that are captured get released or do they sit in limbo?
1: So they get released basically. Once his text is gone, the the whatever the captured dice are, they go right back into your opponent's field um if you have the blob. So pretty straightforward. Yeah I
0: I I like it because it keeps it simple. It's like cap once it's gone for whatever game effect capture ends and we can just move on with the game with that without kind of overcomplicating things right
1: yeah exactly
0: um all right so the next one is for the rare blob because why not we've talked about the other two rarities um the question so his text is when fielded choose an opposing card canceling all previous choices your opponent may not purchase or field that character's dice until blob leaves the field zone so um they say can you please clarify how he interacts with your opponent's action dice
1: so yeah, he he doesn't interact at all with regular action dice. However, continuous action dice, they are fielded uh when you when you use them. So the blob if you target a continuous action die like hypervelocity or whatever, Once they pull that die, they can't actually put it into the field.
0: Yeah. The only thing he works with the normal action dice... They they can't can't purchase it. They can't buy it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, depending on the action dice, it may be a little too late once you have that on the field.
1: Yeah, all the good ones, they're already going to be bought.
0: All right, the next one, um, I think we saw a little bit of discussion um, in the community as a late two, is Nocturne, Shadowy Lineage, and how it works with, say, Betrayal. So the rare of the Nocturne says, While Nocturne is active the first time your opponent uses an action die each turn, you may redirect the effect to another legal target. And Betrayal says deal one damage to target opponent for each character die in their field zone, or you deal two. Or if you deal two or more, you can prep the die.
1: Yeah, so basically, what they said in this ruling is that a legal target is one that fulfills the same requirements on the original action use. So, for instance, Betrayal, it says it targets a target opponent. So if I have, if you play Betrayal against me and I have Rare Nocturne in the field, I cannot redirect that back to you because you are not your, your own, own opponent. Own. Yep. Uh, well, it, depending on if
0: you play Russ, you might be. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but it doesn't work in this situation. It also brings up some questions about former rulings, about uh, Wonder Girl from mm-hmm. the War of Light yeah. set. They may have to be revisited um, just to clarify things, but... Yeah, it seems
0: to be kind of this is another step of trying to clarify retargeting and stuff. Yeah,
1: redirecting is confusing. There's a lot of rulings that talk about it, but it's still very unclear at this point uh, with some some things. So it's nice that they're clearing this up a bit. All right, so now to cards people actually
0: care about because it's the new stuff. (laughs) Um, The first one is, what is it? The Common Tabaxi Rogue, Lesser Zentarum. Is that how you say it? Lesser Zentarum. Tarum. Tarum. (laughs) Um, So... The the text, because we're recording this on the day, so if you guys haven't seen it yet, while Tabaxi Rogue is active, when an opponent draws a die, other than during their clear and draw step, Tabaxi Rogue deals them one damage. So the question is, do you deal one damage per die drawn, or is it one damage per dice being drawn? Um, Per
1: per grouping grouping, is the question. And uh, so they say it's one per die, and then they reference back to another ruling from a, a while back from the Yu-Gi-Oh! set about the Dark Magician that just clarifies more. Whenever you draw dice outside of your clear and draw step, imagine it as being one die at a time. If it tells you to draw three dice, that's one die, three dice, one at a time. So if it would trigger things like the spot or anything else that does something when you draw a die.
0: Yeah, I'm starting to wonder when they actually say draw three, you should do it one at a time, so... People can't see, like, palming or feeling the dice when you're drawing out of your bag.
1: Like, um, maybe you should physically pull them out one at yeah, a time. Yeah, one at a time. Yeah, that yeah, might be a good idea. It, yeah. it would slow games down a little bit, I think.
0: Yeah. Um, oh. All right, and then the next one. Oh, I love this card. Um, and But we'll talk about why I love it a little it's bit more. It's such so. a
1: dumb card. So the question is about... <laughs> Erase the ruling altogether. <laughs> Nobody cares. <laughs> about
0: the common green devil mask and how it works. So the card re- is a trap card, and it says trigger... Your opponent has four or more active character dice. Um, and then from there, I actually have the card in front of me. The effect is your opponent must re-roll all of their active character dice. Move any that roll in energy phase to their use pile. Um, so they're kind of seeing, does it have to, do they have to field that fourth die? Or if there's already four, does it kind of trigger, right? Yeah. Um, so um, they ruled it. How how did they roll it? Because apparently I can't copy and paste. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it says... Um, A character die is active if it is in the field zone, thus Green Devil Mask triggers when there are four or more character dice in your opponent's field zone. It does not matter if those four dice are the same or different characters, Green Devil Mask triggers regardless. If Green Devil Mask required your opponent to have four more active characters rather than character dice, four unique characters would need to be in your opponent's field zone for Green Devil Mask to trigger, but that is not the case given how the card is worded. So the question is more... If, do I have to have four individual characters in the field in order for it to trigger? Or if I have three sidekicks and one other character, will it trigger? It will trigger because there just needs to be four character dice in the field. Yeah, zone. so if you
0: have four dice in your field zone, it's going to trigger.
1: If, for instance, yep. your opponent has seven dice in their field zone and you play this, it triggers immediately, right? Yeah,
0: yeah and I, I, yeah. I, I kind of like how they actually put out this ruling so it kind of tells you how the traps work and it seems like once you hit that requirement it goes off no no ifs and or buts it goes off yeah you don't get to choose um all right so those are a quick ish rules forum update if you guys want to see them you can always find them at win.whizkids.com forward slash bb and if you ever have questions about rulings and stuff and you want to get the official word that's where you want to go um dr j we'll talk to you in a second for more tomb of annihilation all right, guys. We are here with the full crew. We have the KO King. Russ, how you doing? Good. We have Dr. J. You're back. Yep. Had, had your rules quickie. And then we have Zach, the global's guru. How you doing? Hey, good. And then we have Alex, the traveling bike mechanic that's not traveling right now.
2: I, I'm back for a little while. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, maybe like four weeks in a row. Yeah.
0: And then we have Ken Poole. How you doing, my friend? And Fantastic. I, I I always forget to say this, but thank you for opening up your house and letting us record here because we are here on release night of the two Dungeons & da- Dragons Tomb of Annihilation draft pack, which WizKids decided to release a week early for us. <laughs> um, so one note, if you're listening to this and you listen to the next week's, uh, we recorded that two weeks ago. So yeah, <laughs> um, But it's still good information because we'll cover some of these stuff. So what we wanted to do is these are draft packs, so there's no gravity feed. It just comes in a box with eight yeah, packs.
3: Yeah, I kind of see this as... An episode to kind of go over our first thoughts on not just the set, but the draft pack format itself, because that's totally new as yeah. well.
0: And then in each box, you have two basic action cards, and then you have, what was it, ten? Ten. ten, ten other characters. No, uh, 12, tw- twelve cards. Twelve cards total? Twelve cards, yes, but two, yeah, two, two of, of them are basic, are basic actions, actions. And then ten
3: characters. That was twelve. 12. Tw- 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 yeah, cards tw- yeah, Fourteen, 14. 14 cards, two are basic actions. You get twelve characters and non-basic okay. actions, yeah. and... Two basic actions. I can't count, so that's why I trusted.
0: It's okay. Yeah, what's interesting (laughs) in these packs is each card, uh, usually it's a one-to-one ratio. This is actually a one-to-two ratio. So for every one card, you have two die that go with it. And I think that's where they get, um, we're not rainbow drafting anymore. We
3: are now double rainbow drafting
1: but that doesn't make it difference which also, right?
3: <laughs> which like ironically feels like half rainbow drafting it, yeah, because yeah, it's, yeah. It's, yeah yeah, it's they call, double it, they and call half. it double but it feels more like half
0: yeah so w- what happens is I, I think the biggest difference are you only pass your pod one direction um not the band one direction and you get two die per card you draft um and there's also another rule that you can actually play beyond the max die limit um on each card if you you draft it.
1: So you could have six Tyrannosaurus Rex? Tyrannosaurus Zombies. Zombies. Yes, you could have six of those.
4: Or you could have two Super Rare with a Max 1.
0: Yeah, because the Super Rare comes with two, right? Yep. yep. Um, which is which is always good. So you have one for safekeeping and one for you when you go out to play. Or one and, for the dice tower. Yeah, and then when it rolls garbage, you switch <laughs> you switch to the other one. Um, and if you guys want to find these rules, they actually actually have they have rules for it at dicemasters.com forward slash double rainbow draft dot PDF. If you go to that URL, make sure you capitalize the D R and D in double rainbow draft or it won't pop up as the PDF, but it has instructions on how to do all that good stuff there. It's
3: super convenient when you don't take the time to capitalize that. you go. (laughs) (laughs) The thing's not working. I I don't know what the difference is between double rainbow draft and regular rainbow draft.
0: Yep. All right, so let's talk uh, kind of about the inserts. So the insert's interesting, too. One side has a Neverwinter code. If any of you guys play that out there, let me know. Uh, Um, The
3: codes are only good for PC. Yeah, only good for PC. Which I, I think that basically eliminated all of us from even finding out what they do. Because as a, as, well, a, as I, a
1: present to the first person to listen to this, HJT 8 d 4 I, that one's cut off. I don't know what that. Looks. <laughs> wow, DC? man! I mean, just it Santa could be, Claus it over it there. An I or a T, man? Was I don't that know. A, was that somebody tried out? In it's a free there? uh, no, there's no Niner in there. <laughs>
0: um, but yeah, if you play on the PC, I mean, I could try, but
3: yeah, yeah. there. So what? A, there. I know that one of my stepkids was playing it on the PS4 for a while. It sounds like a couple of you guys had wives that play it on the PS4.
1: Yeah, my wife plays it on the PS4, so all these yeah. codes will be useless to yeah. us. You, you want to yeah. know why? <laughs>
0: this is, this is going to ca- cause a lot of debate, though. PC Master Race. Anyways, let's
1: go on to the keywords. Nerd. You can't just leave it at that without Nerd. some kind of
0: discussion. Let, let, let's go on to some Any of Any true
3: king does not have to say he's the king.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Uh, um, okay, let's go on to some of the new keywords. If you guys want to know all the D&D keywords... Wait until next week, we actually do a pretty good overview of some of the mechanics that you see in D and D for next rec- or episode 78. We're, we're the lucky Sevens this time. So the first one is a tune. With, while a ca- character with a tune is active, when you use an action die, that character deals one damage to target player or character, no matter how many of that character dice are active. Get to know this keyword, because this um, is going to be played a yeah. lot. Yeah, or
1: the storm keyword. Yeah,
0: rare storm. We, like, <laughs> if <laughs> I could rename this, I'd rename it rare storm. Um, and then the, the next one is traps. Traps are action dice that move to the field zone when used and stay there until triggered. When the criteria of the trap die's triggers met, you must immediately send the die to your use pile to use its effect.
1: Don't ever make any Admiral Akbar jokes when you're playing these traps, because that's just lame and dumb. Oh, why didn't I do
3: that? <laughs> There's oh. so going to be missed, all of
1: the missed opportunities. So
0: I am. I, mean, I, I should just bring an admiral. Hey, Ackbar. what's that in your field?
2: <laughs> 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 it's a crap. <laughs> right.
0: So those are kind of the new ones, and then the page has. A giant paragraph on experience. If you want to read that,
5: and <laughs> traps are actions, right?
0: Yep. So yes, that, it's it's kind of interesting to see how we have characters, and really the sub classifications are like sidekicks, and that's pretty much it. Whereas in traps, now you have, or with action dice, you have your continuous action dice, your gear, basic your, action, your, dice. your basic actions, and your traps. Now, when does
5: a um, tune just so? Listeners know too when does a tune
0: trigger? Uh, when you with traps, move it to, for a
1: trap, gear
0: and gear is and when you put it into the field zone. That is considered when you use
3: quote unquote use. That's right. Yeah. If you if
1: you I, switch gear at the start of your turn, that's not considered using yeah. it, that won't trigger a tune.
3: I think that uh, with traps being a subclass of actions, it kind of fits for d because they've they've done things that like the subtitle matters, like with. Uh, dragons and fiends and undead and stuff like that. So, them dividing up actions even further than they already are kind of fits. Yeah, and it's, I, it's the right place to do it yeah, if yeah. there was ever going to be one.
0: I, I also do love how they've laid out the trap cards, where it has all the conditions, and you can just go step by step as you read the card. So, the first one has a keyword, and then has a all the cards have a trigger. So, what's going to set off the trap, um, and then what happens when the trap Traders after that so the effect of, the, of those i like the layout of that so it's not confusing you know okay this is what's supposed to happen then i do this
1: And know we mentioned it before but one more time for emphasis it's mandatory if a trigger happens you have to use yep. the trap a and, pretty, it,
4: and it's right when it triggers yes, i was pretty
1: excited it. to try some of these
5: but none of you fellas <laughs> passed them to me
0: because i had fun with them all right all right we so, were a little short on traps i felt yeah, like and you know i pulled two i of had them. a trap but i, had I didn't pull anything that it acted with so that was not i good. had a cobalt <laughs> yeah. trap
5: but i didn't have swarm and um you yeah, know me i Alec wasn't had. gonna play swarm anyway yep.
0: so so the one that i, I enjoyed that um we kind of mentioned in our rule segment was the green devil mask so it's a common and it says trigger your opponent has four or more active character dice and in effect your opponent must reroll all of their active character dice move any that roll any energy face to their use pile I love this. Zach, for some reason, didn't field a wall of sidekicks against me, or I would have just loved to use that. Because I swear, every time I play, you have a wall of sidekicks.
4: Well, it didn't matter he because had walls I, had against the, me. I had the common skeleton key to get rid of it anyway.
0: Because <laughs> what was his ability? Uh,
4: when fielded, you may move target trap die in the field zone to its owner's use pile.
1: That That trap is a beast if you only have three characters in your field, and your opponent that has it in their field is fielding a bunch of characters. You're like, well... What do I do? Do I field more characters to try to block and then just see them all go? Or do I sit here and just try to block with three characters?
0: Yeah, How did you have fun with that just staring I didn't. at not It was
1: absolutely not yep. fun at all. Because, I mean, you, you were, like, fabricating <laughs> and just trying to
0: move stuff yeah, around. Yeah, I was like, I'll like
1: fabricate. <laughs> I got to get these crappy characters out of the field to try to get these better ones in. It was such a hassle. I yep. do
5: actually want to play with the rare green devil mask as well.
1: Which one's that? one?
5: That one is if you have three or more KO'd characters... You can bring him back.
1: <laughs> three more characters. Who's going to KO more than one character? No, when you, at you time. Ca-
5: if you have three or more char- KO'd Weapon. in a turn, friendly characters, you get to bring him back.
1: Oh, interesting.
4: I mean, I don't know why you do that. Some- you, you get to bring back everything that was <laughs> KO'd, yep. not just those
3: three. Right. Yep. That that would be a really good counter to Breath Weapon.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, Um, because as we discovered, breath weapon is still pretty good in set. Yeah, yeah.
4: (laughs) Or you could fabricate for free. They even come back in order for you to be able to block with them. Yeah, because it's immediately. Yeah.
0: What, What I what I also like is since we're talking about dragons, is the other trap I had that I didn't get to use because apparently none of you guys wanted to attack when I had it out. Was the dragon statue trap? It, this is uncommon. It says, Trigger an opponent attacks you, and the effect is move an unpurchased dragon character die from one of your cards to the field at level three. Return that die to its card at the end of the turn. Oh, oh, what triggers so, that?
3: When your opponent attacks. So, I feel like oh, so, that's. Man. I feel like get, that reads better than it would play. I mean, that's a yeah. purely defensive thing. Like I, I you get a dragon, time, and that's rad, but. Then it goes back to the card. Like, you don't get to keep the dragon. If so, you got so to keep the dragon, it would be amazing. Yeah, if exactly. you think of
4: timing, though, if you have something on your team with anti-breath weapon, do you have time to bring it in and pay the anti-breath weapon? I, th- I think I would. I would say so. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So so yeah. that would be a good kind yeah. of yeah, hidden th- thing in your pocket to bring out and be like, cancel that. Yeah, and that's what and I, now I can also block
0: yeah, with Yeah, that. that's what I wanted to use it with was the uncommon silver dragon, where he has anti-breath weapon, and then he also... While an opponent has more life than you, Silver Dragon's anti-breath weapon only costs one generic energy to cancel a breath weapon.
4: And as we'll probably talk about, I've never seen it. There's breath dragons, breath and they <laughs> work well, and breath weapon works well. Yeah, so that that could yeah. I could see that being useful. Yeah,
0: I, I also saw the usefulness of it since it's coming out at level three. Say if you have like a red dragon who's eight eight on his side, you're almost instantly being able to remove one of your opponent's attacking dice. And.
5: Depending on what basic actions you get that we'll talk about, you can buy those dragons.
0: Yeah, They're
5: pretty um, easy. Pretty yeah. Quick. All
0: right, so, um, let's, so we've kind of talked about the traps. So let's talk about the new um, X factor in this, is that you don't get to pick your basic actions. What you get in your pack is what, what you're going to play with. Um, I got this cool brand-new car, card called Magic Mysel. Yeah, yeah. Have you, have you guys, that's exciting. Have you What's guys, it do again? Um, it, it deals two damage to target character. Just kidding. Orbiter. You don't have to read this. Cow. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: All, all uh, I know is if you get a magic missile, get adventures.
0: Adventures are great. It works so well because with it's it. double verse effect that no one ever uses. Also applies because if you have an adventure,
4: on yeah. The field. But it's so easy. There's so many. I was playing, you know, c- kind of some more cheap characters, and they just ping out so easy because their defense is so low. And half
0: the and adventures
3: then, have a tune.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah and what's great is the monsters, they're relatively weak on their defense. A lot screwed. of them are very weak, yeah.
1: especially the ones I was playing with. And the ones with Swarm, yeah. They suck. Yeah. Against Magic Missile, I, oh, my yeah, god! Playing the, against Kevin so was make me miserable. So, here's the thing, though, where you get
5: your basic actions, I think that kind of dictates what
3: yeah, you Yeah, it, it kind of yeah. – it's almost like – uh, it, it turns drafting into a reverse thing where you used to draft the best team you could and then find the basic actions that would round it out and, and help it. Now, you start with these basic actions, and there's a big range of them that do a lot of different things. Okay. And then you need to keep that in mind for everything that you get. If you don't have ramp... You, 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 you really yeah, you, don't you want to. You know, you, you really need to focus on drafting cheap. If you've got uh, create food and water, you can just do whatever for you want. Days. Yeah, you can just. You, yeah. you could have an entire so, team of seven and eight. Cuts. So, so
0: yeah, so you want to read the ability for create food and water, Alex?
2: Draw dice from your bag until you draw a non NPC die or your bag is empty. Prep all dice drawn this way. You buy it on turn one, you put it in your bag, you hope you draw it right away, and then you have four <laughs> dice in your prep area for free. For turn three. Um, and then you redraw four. that again, right? And then you redraw it and you just keep going. So this yeah, Then you just go
0: buy a dragon and win.
2: Yeah, it's uh, a... Yeah. No, you buy a it's frost a giant. <laughs> yeah, you buy, you buy the frost giant. It's a great card. It also has a very, very good global on it. Pay one generic energy. Once per turn, draw a die from your bag. Return it to your bag or your use pile. So you can say, hey, I want to churn these sidekicks out. Oh, I pulled my character that i want to draw next turn that goes back in the bag or the other thing it's useful for is triggering a bag fill to use the create food and water so then you're then you're pulling all of your dice out
3: there there's some minor debate among us i believe the way that the actual ability reads on that it stops when your bag is empty which could imply that you don't fill it if your bag starts off empty, but it also says that you draw dice until that point. So, talk to Tio, find find <laughs> yeah, out what, what find out it. how they're going to rule that card. Because if it uh, triggers a refill at the when you play that action, it just makes it that much stronger and more effective. If it doesn't trigger the refill because it has that caveat, be smart and use the global.
2: Yeah, but yeah, it is great. It you know if if you do it right you can have all your dice buy something trigger the refill with the the search the bag then use the um use the actual action itself move that die to your prep area basically and that so it's kind of like a double edged sword you can either are you, are
0: you saying that you could have your cake and eat it too? You can
2: have your cake and eat it too. <laughs> if that,
0: you create it.
2: That, that basic <laughs>
5: that basic action will see a lot of play outside of
2: I I definitely think it will see play outside of outside of constructed yeah. or outside of inset stuff. Um it it's a powerful basic action. It's a powerful ramp action. Yeah, and it's
0: at a three cost, so it's it's less cost. than trying to gamble on getting, say, a six Swamp. cost. You can
2: buy it first <laughs> turn unless you suck and roll a, a sidekick, you know, and... Uh, D- but d- don't I, shame
0: the people who do that.
2: I, it <laughs> happens to me all the time, so, so I'm shaming gonna, myself.
1: Is this going to retire Superhero Registration Act as the go-to ramp basic action card?
2: Uh, I think so, because it doesn't have the KO, the option
0: for I don't, I don't someone know. like
2: Russ to KO their <laughs> I don't, I, I,
0: Like I, I can see how it's useful, but it's a basic action, so it's also giving your opponent a boost. Which, in some situations, may come back to bite you more than a superhero would.
2: I Not think, if you have a banshee on your team. I think the, uh, oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think the basic action that, that would come back to bite you is uh, the one Russ had over there, the improvised weapon. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that so, is such yeah. a fun basic action. Yeah.
0: So what does it say? And, and FYI, this one looks sweet and foil.
5: This, this was a lot of fun because when Jared attacked me, I said, you know, I was like, oh, and Jared, because he hit what he rolled. Picks up a chair, and he kills me. So improvised weapon is roll a die from your used pile. If it rolls a character face, target character die gets X attack until the end of turn, where X is the rolled face's attack. If it rolls an energy face, prep a die from your bag and return the rolled die to your used pile.
2: How much does it cost? One. Mm -hmm. So
5: you are... It's it's really good early, and you, if you use an attuned character. So I was trying to just try to use an attu, a cheap, a tune uh, the, burn, yeah, the two cost uh, pure blood, Running that, and then some sidekicks, and basically then get that in the field, roll that, then buy a character with good attack, and then I would use that, trigger a tune at the same time, adding to the attack, and my opponent. Whatever they let through. Yeah, when I
2: when to. I played Russ, I had uh, the Triceratops that has Overcrush. It's the common uh, common Triceratops has Overcrush and can't be blocked by level one characters. And I also had the common Frost Giant, which has eight attack on its level three. That's, that's crazy. So, so my goal when he had that basic action was to play the Triceratops by on the same. Uh, turn I had that basic action by the frost giant so that I could potentially swing for, you know, eight plus three, four, six with overcrush. Like it was I hadn't seen this one before tonight and I really
5: like it. It gives you a boosted attack or prepping a dice. So there's not really a downside. It's not one of those fifty fifty cards. You get one yeah, or the it's other. Not like, and it yeah. doesn't
2: it doesn't yeah. just you, clog your bag right. either. Like it's it's a very useful one, I honestly in constructed specifically if it's across the table I'm buying all three on turn one.
1: the interesting thing about it is if you draw it and you and your opponent if you're and you have any characters in your use pile at all, your opponent can't just let your sidekicks through you know if yeah. you attack with a sidekick. They can try to let it through, but there's a chance, depending on what you have in your use pile, that they're going to take a lot more than one damage. And so it's really kind of a good control piece to try to get certain characters out of the field by threatening your opponent to knock out your Yeah, characters. so timing is important on this. It's, yeah.
5: It it worked best for me when I would attack and and then play the action and roll it. You know, you don't want to tell your opponent all the time exactly what you can overcrush. There are characters you just want to say, yeah, I'm gonna boost him up so but it's it's kind of nice to outpace and at a one cost the two different abilities that it gives which are two different things right
0: one's
2: attack one's churn
0: i only see one ability for me I'm gonna get two energy or prepping die. <laughs> so, uh,
2: but it, it's still yeah. not bad. Yeah. I think the die will just implode when you roll it because they're both good
0: things. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna like split in half. Ooh, I'm like, judge, <laughs> my basic action dice will split. But kind of speaking of prepping and churning,
3: there is another one in set that actually can help you. Right? Yeah, there's a candle keep, and it's a four cost basic action, and it has two different abilities. You choose one. Either you draw two dice from your bag and roll them. Or you prep two dice from your bag. I really, really like this. Um, create food and water. I think is the better ramp and set. But if you don't have that as an option, candle keep is really good. Um, I used it really well against Zach, and I think Zach used it pretty well also. It's kind of it gives you the option. It's it's flexible. You know, do you want to stack your next turn? Is there something in your bag that you want to get out this turn? Um, I so, think I think Zach was usually was using it to prep dice more often and I because I, I made a dragon team, I was looking to get that last bit of breath weapon, looking to field another dragon. So I was uh using it uh draw and roll right then. So like it's really, really fle- flexible ramp.
2: So the card I had on my team that that played a big deal is the Frost Giant. You'll you'll see where this ties in in a second. Uh, while Frost Giant is active, opposing character dice cannot attack. Your opponent may pay one generic energy per character die to ignore this effect. So that that candle keep, you know, if if they have the Frost Giant out in the field. And you roll that, you can get the energy and try to help get extra energy to attack. Or if you know you want to attack next turn, put them in the prep area. The Frost Giant is an awesome card. Yeah. I, so I- here's the
5: question on that. Jared and I were, when we were playing it, we were curious.
1: Do you have to choose yeah. before you pull the dice out of your bag?
3: Or can you? I die and then I, choose. I, we
1: thought that you you would have to choose. Am I, I going to roll these? I or would prep say them
3: that you have you to pull. choose it before you yep. do it yeah. because yeah, you the play draw. the action, and the first thing it says is choose draw. one. Yep. Because
1: like Russ, he like pulled two dice out of his bag, and then like put them in his prep area. and I was like, did you decide if you were going to roll those or prep them until?
3: Yeah, yeah. I, you I would I would say that yeah. like. If if I'm playing against someone, and it's yeah. You know, if it's casual, it's kind of hey, let's let's talk about that. I was to that. Cheat. If, <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> just kidding. <laughs> but if if uh, if I was at a, a WKO and we were drafting this, and my opponent did that, I'd be like, no, no, no. You put those back, and you tell me what you want to do. Yeah, you, you do that again. You don't get to look at them. Yeah. You gotta say it first. Yeah,
1: this actually, this basic action actually is what basically gave me the final blow against Russ. Because I had pulled it on my last turn, and I was short like one damage and didn't have enough to do it. I didn't have enough to kill him. And so I was like, I looked in my bag, and noticed I had a couple of characters, and I had that improvised weapon in there. And so I was like, I'm going to roll them this time. So I reached in, drew two, right. got the improvised weapon, and had enough damage to then beat Which Russ. Which was awesome, even though I got beat. I Yeah. Seeing that but that, but that flexibility of the action where you can choose, I think is... Is worth the forecast that it
3: really I, is. Honestly, like uh when when we were talking about create food and water, seeing that as a replacement for Superhero Registration Act, I see this as more likely a replacement yeah, for
0: it. Yeah, yeah, I I seem cause you, you have that balance
3: because sometimes with Superhero Registration Act, you you know,
0: you run into an issue I'm like I wish I had this next turn instead.
3: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I think we've all had whatever draw mechanic kind of and not necessarily that it would fall flat or fizzle, but kind of just, ah, oh man, I didn't want to. I, I wanted to get that during my roll and reroll step. I wanted to, you know, I, I was, I draw out a big dragon, and I don't have the energy to field it. Okay, I see that there's a dragon and a sidekick in my bag. I'm not gonna have the energy. I'm gonna prep it.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. This is this one will replace uh, gearing up. Uh, the, whatever the the special delivery is that the one, yeah. So any turtles. of those ones that it, let you draw two, nasty plot. Nasty, yeah, plot, nasty plot, nasty yeah, yeah. plot,
3: because it's gearing up and nasty plot. Yeah, exactly. On one wrapped card. into
1: one. Yep.
0: <laughs> okay. So, are there any other basic actions that were in the set that caught your guys' eyes? Um. Oh was-
1: yeah 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 yeah. The yeah. one I I liked was heist. I got stuck with this one because you get stuck with your basic actions in this, which is kind of fun. But So the ability is target opponent... That also
5: helped you win, by the way.
1: Yeah, yeah. Target opponent draws two dice from their bag. Place one in that opponent's prep area. Roll the other die and place it in your reserve pool. At the end of your turn, place the rolled die in your opponent's used pile. So this helped me, in quotation marks, against Kevin. You you know, it helped it me based, more than it helped you. It put <laughs> off my inevi- my inevitable <laughs> defeat, because what I, what I did against Kevin was I ended up playing this, and he pulled a sidekick and a red dragon, And I was like, well, okay, put the sidekick in your prep area. And then I rolled his red dragon, got it on its level three, so I had to pay three to field it. But that's okay. At the end of the turn, I put it into his used pile so that it then takes time to churn through the bag again. I also played it against Russ. You played three because I had them and you kept pulling them. I I bought two of them and Russ bought one of them. I played it and then he pulled his out of the bag (laughs) and a sidekick. So I took that, I rolled it. Used it again on him, and then used it again on him. So I was churning through his bag, but I was putting his good stuff yeah. into his used pile, and it stacks his prep area. It stacks your prep, your opponent's <coughs> prep area up a little bit. But in this set, I mean, does that really matter? There's so much churn and ramp in this set that putting one side yeah. in the prep area. Uh, isn't I, I, huge.
0: I, I would say it's a little tricky because when you're playing against me. A couple times you actually played it, it helped me because I looked at my bag and I had three characters in my bag. I'm like, oh, crap, there's no way I'm going to be able to field this next turn. And you played it, and that essentially allowed me to get one of them prepped and the other one you know, back into, back into the thing, but it forced me to reload my bag so I would have energy to field characters and stuff. So I feel like this is one of those cards that you definitely want to keep an eye on what's going through your opponent's bag.
1: You want to use it right after your opponent uses Create Food and Water, so that you can force them to prep more dice so they take bag burn on their turn. <laughs> <laughs> That's the ultimate goal. You're just trying to
0: get this bag burn thing yep, to be yep. the, I'm like, going to have <laughs> a bag burn team eventually. <laughs> ultimate uh, win. And then I think we had one basic action um, that was the, kind of the, a,
1: the Dwarf Wizard uh, no, basic action. Not, not even that. No, no, that no, no. One Kevin's was, insect one, right? right? Yeah, it was that yeah.
3: insect one that was kind the, of more of a fizzle than a. The insect <laughs> plague. This one, I, I feel like it reads better. It reads better than it actually plays. Um, It's a three-cost. Draw every die in your bag. Roll all NPC dice you drew. You may then re-roll any number of those NPC dice. Field any of those dice that rolled character face. Place the rest in your use pile. Um, That sounds kind of cool. It sounds like you're... It reads almost like you're ramping and you're churning, but really what you're doing is... I mean, you're churning to some degree, but you're... Trying to field sidekicks and stacking your used pile. How much does that one cost? So it's a three cost.
5: So I would yeah. have really liked that one on my team with this Azamar Paladin. That all if my opponent has an evil character, all my NPCs get plus two attack and one de- plus one defense.
3: See, I think that in constructed, or you know, if you kind of luck out with the right draft, if you have a sidekick focused team. This could be awesome because you're trying to get more sidekicks in your bag you're churning through your bag um, there's also a global Pam mask once per turn target n p c die is unblockable uh foot ninja
5: yeah like, uh, yeah <laughs>
3: uh, <laughs> there's a ton of potential with this in set and in the the game that. Zach bought it because I did. I, I looked at it and I was like, I do not even, It just doesn't. Yeah. How well that seems for
4: How well did that work? For uh, it you? definitely hurt me a lot more than it helped. Yeah, that, it. That I, I don't think I rolled a single NPC. Yeah, like you never. And, and what was side. the
3: most that? Most what was the highest number of dice you were rolling at one time? Six sidekick know, dice. Six. Yeah.
4: So roll and you roll I mean, them twice, and I got none. Yeah, you do I mean, get
3: the re-roll, which is it cool. triggered like, a
4: tune as well, which
3: was nice, I guess. Yeah, I mean there. So, <laughs> like with that, there is an amount of Zach had poor luck on those rolls. You know, I mean, you that figure never happened. you figure you're rolling six dice twice. You should, you know, statistically be able to roll one one, one or, did, or even two.
4: It did help a little in but, the fact that I I was able to load my used pile and so I was able to just kind of get characters that I had you know that were in there that I wanted to get into my bag. So that that helped a little but I don't think it
5: was
3: worth the cost with with so if you don't have a sidekick team I that, don't I don't see it being
5: That That ability used. though triggered with the the global and a foot ninja is Really nasty.
3: Oh and, yeah, and it yeah, says no, you filled them, right.
4: It says you filled the sidekicks. Yep. So yeah. so like super, super rare jubilee, jubilee it would probably work really well. Yep. If no, you can roll sidekicks, I can't. There is can't, sh- but
3: absolute truckload of potential with this. I just don't it, see it it has, being that yeah, good in team, set, set. I don't see it being with, that good in set
1: with Russ's character. I think it's got some definite
3: inset. Inset.
1: Yeah. In you said what? What was that? It's the, the rare. So if you happen
3: to get this rare card so you need to open insect plague and (laughs) that card in the same thing so uh there's one of the things like the draft sets they the draft packs they look really nice it's a cool idea uh I don't I I don't know if I love it yet. There there's a fair bit of player choice that I feel is taken out of your hands.
1: Yep. Yeah, there's I mean there's some other cards too that trigger when you field NPCs. I know I had a or at least I saw one in the draft when you field an NPC do something and I don't remember what it was. But there's a few cards that build off of it. So if you do get stuck with that one, Keep that in mind. Also keep in mind there's a definite downside here because you're drawing your entire bag. If your bag is full of characters that you want to field, you're going to have to recycle those because when you draw them, they go straight to your used pile. So maybe you don't play it if you have some characters coming out that you really want to come out because in the end that churn could help could hurt you. The
5: the paladin, though, even without that, was pretty strong, I felt. It gave me, you know... uh, Three, three characters pretty
1: easily. Yeah, there's a, and there's a slew of evil characters yeah. in this set. Yeah. So one one last thing
0: about our the basic actions we had. Um, how was the distribution for? Because we only had one magic missile show up in ours. Yeah, there we had was three
3: food. There was we? one magic missile. Th- there was three dwarfs. Three of the ones with the dwarf wizard. Uh, <laughs> three one, dwarf of wizard was, one of which was basic action. One of which was foil. Um. Totaled got- out. With 16 cards, because it was a, a full uh, display of draft packs, so eight of them with two each, 16 cards, I have nine unique basic actions.
0: Yeah, so you got a fair chance of getting some of these basic actions we talk about.
1: And honestly, I, 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 I like, hope how there's, long there's only is one it magic magic take you to trade? How long is it going to take yeah. you to trade for the other three that you're missing? Not I
3: don't long know. Did you guys get doubles or...?
1: I haven't, I haven't I haven't gotten I haven't, anything I haven't, yet. I haven't opened my
3: half case yet.
1: You will get doubles. Period. No matter what, you will get yeah. doubles of something.
3: Yeah, if if you buy a display thing, That's you a negative you will attitude, get a double. <laughs> yep. um, and you know, you should be able to trade for it theoretically. If you're getting if if there's if you buy a case or a, a display and you know at least one other person who bought a display, Hopefully, you guys get doubles of the things that the other person needs. Yeah,
5: I'm a fan of the foil basic actions.
3: I, I am too. I have such mixed feelings about that because <laughs> I really, I really, really want foils of all of them, and that is going to be an absolute bear to try and collect. I think yep. this
1: just, improvised weapon is so cool. Yeah, foil, I know because we've always, I've always joked about it, like I'm,
0: am t- telling you, one of these nights for a casual win, I'm just going to bring an all-foil team and just a giant spotlight and
1: how many, how, how many
3: before? foils came in this. How are, we, it, how are we still like uncertain about
1: the foil basic actions? We've had them before. Don't we always play with slander and big entrance and those foil? I, I play with the big entrance one all the time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Right? <You> know,
3: it's <laughs> time. Big entrance line. is line. cool.
2: Big entrance yeah, is not a real The
3: front car. line is even alt art. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, how many of the basic actions were foil? I think it was three. Three,
1: is- yeah, yeah so Improvised th- Weapon. I got the Dwarf Wizard thing.
3: And there was a Create Food and
1: Water. Yeah, so three, ah, three yeah. out of eight. Oh, no, eight, then it,
2: four, right? Yeah. No, there was no Create
1: That's Improvised no, Weapon. No Create
2: Food and Water.
0: Yeah. All right, so, yeah. So it was really weird. Yes, yeah. Yeah. there's so definitely
2: then four. Create Food then and
0: Water. Four. <laughs> <laughs> so that was about half the packs got a full. It yeah, was really
5: weird yeah. to s- sit and see... Dwarf Wizard is a basic action.
0: Can, can we it, talk yeah. about what that one is All right, before yeah. we confuse yeah. everybody so, just listening? <laughs> it, it's called Guardian of Faith, and I really think the picture's shifted slightly higher. Than it is one. slightly
1: <laughs> higher.
0: <laughs> oh, man, it's a continuous basic action. Whenever you could use a global ability, you can send this die to the use pile to have target level one attacking character die considered blocked without assigning a character die to block it. Instead, you may, on the burst double burst, instead, you may target an attacking character die of any level. I really want to see have this some
5: potential.
4: I,
0: like, Kevin, who are we going to use this with? <laughs> I just want to see it with any overcrush just to
4: see no, how that works. Don't you remember?
0: Or, what do you even what, care, Captain Kevin?
4: America, you're never going to roll it. To, yeah, Captain America. Captain that's
1: America that's with overcrush. What yeah, yeah, do you even care, <laughs> Kevin? You're never going to roll the burst double burst side. You're only going to roll it on the regular side. It's a real base action to
0: <laughs> be, <man. laughs> I, I have faith. So that one, I, we had like three or four oh, what, of those. What's the double burst yeah. on it? Instead, you can pick any oh, level. Oh, it's continuous.
5: So what's the regular
1: with? one? Yeah, level one? Yeah, level one. So, Ugh.
0: Unfortunately, you can't use it with morph because I think that would have been awesome. But yeah. That
1: was probably my least favorite of all the basic actions we played with. Yep.
0: All right, so let's kind of go into the actual cards. Um, and so we, we, before we go into each of them, breath weapon's pretty good. Experience... It's still pretty good.
3: I forgot how good it was. With the last few sets that have come out, even going back to Batman, so with Batman, Guardians, and X-Men, it, every one of them has felt like there's a lot of new stuff. And they play differently than any other set. This feels like a and d set. Like, I... Drafted a dragon team, I looked for a dragon cost reduction, I used my dragons effectively, I breath weaponed, I swung through with giant monsters, I was able to do my go-to strategy that I've done with the other two D&D sets, and it worked just fine.
2: But... But it also felt very fresh. Yeah, no, yeah. I, don't, I
3: don't at all mean that it's no, like it's not, to say that it's yeah. stale because there's. I mean, there's new things like a tune, um, there's the pirates. traps, yeah. we'll just, there's, there's pirates, some fun. Um, inter- there's <laughs> just
2: some, and there's dinosaurs. So we can't. Yeah, get there's dinosaurs.
3: dinosaurs.
0: The dinosaurs are if if best. anybody can tell, if you if you guys have pulled a card for the pirates that actually make that part of text actually.
1: Work? Matter, Let something?
0: us know because I'm, <laughs> I'm really curious. Like I am genuinely curious. They're, they're waiting.
1: They're waiting till the Thor set to release something that buffs pirates. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> you just, you but, just gotta wait. But
2: going back to what Ken was saying, like yeah, it does feel very much like D and D in the fact that you can draft four or five different strategies, and that's how it feel like it's always been. And it there's some really really fun, interesting interactions that make very much sense, make a lot of sense in the theme of D&D, and a I, I, new favorite set for me, yeah. I would say. I feel like
5: Breath Weapon is going to be seen uh, more competitive, especially with, with Cube and the use of Cube. Just adding to that, you know, a Breath Weapon 1, for instance, is going to be a Breath Three. Weapon 3. A Breath Weapon 2 is a Breath
3: Weapon 4. But I what's a breath it, weapon man. three? <laughs>
1: I believe that's a breath weapon eight. Well, that yeah, probably. The, the, rare, the rare red dragon,
5: I mean, if you can get, say, two dragons out or, or clear their field before you hit. I was trying. I ended
3: up killing Zach too fast. I mean,
0: <laughs> on, on
3: level
5: three, he on his own with the breath weapon and the attack is a, is a 12.
0: Just
3: yeah, so so, one is a rare character. The the rare red dragon is uh, it's got breath weapon two, and if the defending player has no active character dice, red dragon's breath weapon deals an additional two damage to that opponent. So, what you want to do is try and get another breath weapon or two. If you can, I had on my team, I had a total potential of up to five. I had two twos and two breath weapon twos and a breath weapon one. If I could have had the turn happen the way that I wanted it to. I would have done the breath weapon 2, the breath weapon 1, clear out the field of my opponent while also damaging them and then hit him with the breath weapon 2 from the red dragon which would be four more and I'm also swinging in with three dragons.
5: Man, <laughs> yep. Uh, so That's good. I I have a question. I think I know the answer, but that all that four damage would hit at once, even though it says an additional four, or an additional two. Right? It wouldn't be two, then another two. Yeah,
0: it would just yeah. add. Yeah, all yeah. Right. yeah. Okay. <clears throat> all right, I so, would
3: hope so. Yep.
0: So, <laughs> so we've kind of talked about the kind of keywords we've heard about. So, I think Zach, you played the team. How how did an attune team work out for
4: you? So, so let me explain why Kenneth beat me so so good. So I. Thought I had this really good team, but I've, I think I've been in such a mindset with Guardians and X Men that I built the perfect team to go against those, forgetting about all of these huge creatures and adventures and things like that. I had the uh, Wanty Pure Blood, so it has the attune. So every time I use a, an action, deal a damage, awesome. And then also it has the old AVX Rare Angel um, ability, where when you use an action die. Um, she is she can't be blocked. Yeah,
0: which is great for
4: two costs? Yeah, two oh. costs. And then her stats are awesome. Two, three, three for attacks. And so I, I had four dice. I had two of her. So I'm going to get these out. I'm going to use the Uncommon Pseudo Dragon. When fielded, draw a die for each active character die with a tune in your field zone. I also had Doppelganger to copy her. So I'm going to get all of these guys out there with uh, a tune. prep tons of dice, yeah, they never lasted. They couldn't stay in the field with between breath weapon yeah. or magic
0: missile. Yeah, it, and they're all monsters, too. Yeah, so my, my, my yeah she's a monster. My experience
4: uh, characters Doppelganger's a monster. So it's just pumping up all of the adventures. So it really, yeah. I mean, in any other set, it probably would have been an awesome team if I could have kept them in the field.
3: I liked what it was doing. Like, I think that there's a ton of potential for it, a tune. Uh, you you just really, kind of you yeah, do. You have to yeah. factor in that if you've got smaller characters with a tune, you've got to have either a way to protect them, a way to cycle them, uh, a different strategy. You know, because queen not everyone's. Staff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there
4: are some with a tune that have yeah. big defenses. That might be a
5: better way to go in drafts with this. I mean, I think so. I had the rare queen. Queen yeah. grab stab, and when she's active, opponents cannot target your character dice with purchase cost of two or less with action dice or ability.
1: So it won't but it's work still, against Breath Weapon. Yeah, Breath but it'll Weapon will work, still work gets against uh, Magic Missile. And still,
5: yeah. Which, but, and her stats are like two, five, three, six, three, eight.
1: As a point of draft strategy in this game, there's more than likely you're going to end up playing against somebody with Magic Missile, or you're going to get stuck with Magic Missile be really careful about drafting these monsters that have super low defense. Yeah. I mean, the one T, I got the um battle stack goofy looking thing with swarm. Anything is that can be pinged with out that. with a couple of bolts, you don't want that yeah. on your team. Unless you have some way of protecting it, like Queen Grabstab, because this is just going to get your opponent's adventures tons, yeah, and uh, tons uh, of experience. Yeah.
0: The, the one that was uh, like I just drafted because I'm like, okay, we'll try this was the Goliath Fighter. He's in. He has experience. And while Goliath Fighter is active, when you KO an opposing monster character die that is a higher level than the highest level of your active Goliath Fighter character dies, Goliath Fighter gains an additional experience token at the end of your turn, and. When I was playing against both you and Zach, the level three
4: of Wantee is three. Yeah. So if you ping her three times, you so know, if you you're get, you getting double
5: experience. Yeah. Uh, if you get uh, magic experience. missile in the draft, you should definitely get those adventures, cheap adventure
0: yeah. yeah. characters. Yeah, and it didn't also help that I grabbed a few dragons, too. So
1: it's well, like, it, are you going to. Yeah. And once you have a couple experience tokens on those adventures, your magic missile is not going to hurt them. So I, yeah, definitely look at that. I so had, I, didn't,
2: I had an adventurer on my team that I actually didn't want experience on. Oh, because you wanted it to so, KO. So it's the the rare human outlander. Um, she has experience, and when human outlander is KO, deal two damage to target character die or player. She's three one on her level one, so you send that through every single turn, and if, even if a sidekick blocks it, that's two damage. If uh if they let it through, that's three damage. It's the better Black Widow stinger. Like it's, it's great. And if it does or earn experience, or you can do fabricate four it, or you can yeah, yeah. And uh, and if it does earn experience, it it can get huge. Yeah, she's a three.
0: Quick. She's a three, four, five. Yeah, so let's, exactly. Like, okay, what's let's, what's <laughs> let's gonna add yeah, up? Yeah, exactly.
5: So I had, I wish I had gone this route. I drafted this route to go with some experience and some shield characters, but Birdsong Lesser Harper. Well, active at the end of each turn, you can spin your adventures up. So I kind of wish I would have gone more that route. Get some experience, ping stuff out, and let them spin up so that they're just beefier. Yeah, I thought about it.
1: One, uh, one <laughs> card that I found works amazing with adventurers is the common amber golem. Um, oh wait. A golem that's yes. good. It's, well, it has that
0: it's weird. So it has good. that. It has that ability. No one uses right. The the
1: Ferber f- f- fab fabric fabricate fabulous. Yes, it's fabulous. It fabulous. So it's fabricate two five. Uh, you may ko. You may ko two character dice. The total purchase cost of five or more to purchase this die for free. But its ability is really awesome with adventures. So when Amber Golem deals combat damage to a blocking character die, deal damage equal to that blocking character die's attack to a different opposing character die. It's cleave, sort of cleave reinvented. Not kind of, but not really. <laughs> so so if you attack with Amber Golem, his attack stats are four, five, six. So they typically don't just want to let him through. If they block with a monster, your your adventures are getting are getting buffed if they block with something that's not a monster you can redirect or you can deal damage to a different monster that didn't block or anything like that in order to knock that out and get experience for your adventurers so his stats coupled with his ability make him a really good pair even with with experience
5: even with the sidekick with some of the monster's defense
3: yeah, speaking one. Speaking of yeah. cleave, is there any cleave in the set? Do we I see, haven't any? Seen any I haven't seen see any? Anybody see cleave? Is there still only on, one guys. character that has cleave? <laughs> Pretty sure. No. Nope. Hulk. Hasn't. Is it only one is there card a Hulk that has cleave? <laughs> huh? Yeah, one card. One single card. One is version of a character. By far the least utilized keyword. I feel like there's a Hulk with cleave.
1: Is it a keyword? Because
3: they're all
2: they're all bold. You know, it's, that Hulk doesn't have it, a, a keyword. In fact, this uh, set all all the words are bold again. <laughs>
3: It said cleave and then had reminder text. It, it, no, I know. <laughs>
2: and, and if, so I'm just joking. <laughs> if
0: you go to WizKids keyword page,
3: there's so
5: also a cleave. A
0: Boom. It's a joke. It's a joke. Not funny. Yeah. So, so the other. <laughs> we to kick a guy while he's down, not man. Funny.
5: The other thing that I drafted that I still think is good, even though I didn't get to use it because I pivoted and tried something else, was phantaza. I'm not good at this. Oh, things. yeah, I, yeah. I think that's right. When fielded, your shield character dice have attack equal to their defense. So, like Birdsong on level three is a three five. So, my idea was, well, I'll fill that and then it becomes a five five. I didn't play that way, but that was kind of the idea with the draft.
0: Yeah, because there's but a lot of kind of. She's kinda... going
5: to be. She could be good, say, with a blob, right? You filled yeah. her, then your blob's an eight eight. So.
0: It's like, sure, you're going to lose a capture, that. but. Eight eight. <laughs> um, I actually I like her rare too. Her, her rare has a tune, and it's uh, while Phantaza is active, when you use an action die, character dice you control get plus one attack. So it's that old good old Gnome Ranger hidden yeah. in, in in that ability, and that helped me win a couple games too. Where I'm like okay, everything's boosted by
5: all one. this. A tune. I my, just keep thinking Iron Fist is really nice to have. On. <laughs> <laughs> my
2: my favorite my favorite card I think in this set is uh, the Frost Giant Lesser Giant, the common. Uh, well acted. You already read its ability. Yeah. It yeah. It's that's like that's the third time we brought I'm it up. I'm going to read it again because it's so good. You yeah. know, that
5: Your came opponent. to me is almost like the 10th card. I know. And I, w- I looked at it and was like, <laughs> what? I didn't even you know. Do you know why so I passed oppressive. that card? Why? I
1: passed that card because I looked at it and said, well, the other Frost Giants sucked. So I don't want this yeah. one. I, I just <laughs> judged it based on the previous Frost Giant cards. I See, I I, I them.
2: used the Frost Giant in the last set, and it was great. No, you used and the Storm, Storm Giant in the last yeah, set. Yeah. But yeah. But uh, yeah, he, you know, paying once per character to attack, that, that becomes really oppressive on the opponent's economy. And it, especially in this set, if you don't have any yeah, ramp. Yeah, you don't have any ramp. Um, So he's great, and he's 8-5 on his level three, and the only thing that would make him better is if you could pick your own basic actions and bring Hulk out <laughs> or something like that to give him overcrush. Yeah. You know, well,
5: that. I mean, in, in Constructed, you add something like him to a collector team and you bring him out when your opponent's not ready to pay for all of it. Yeah. I mean, that's really what won the game. I guess you, actions, you just have to me. have four random dice to be able to bring it, him out, though, it's not he's hard. expensive. It's not hard. If you play a collector that way, it's
0: you, yeah. You just okay, so, energy. yeah. So speaking of super rares, um, how many did we pull? One. one. We pulled one, and I Zach got, got it. Right? I got, I got it.
3: So lucky with one in my display. Box. I, got, I got. Why, I
0: got, why I get over
1: it? I got no. One. <laughs> I got one in my one me.
5: pack that I bought earlier
1: today because I couldn't wait till. Yeah, Russ it. bought one pack and got a <laughs> super rare, and Ken bought a table, t- a countertop display and got one super rare.
3: <laughs> yeah. So that's, it's that's rad. what you can expect from this I, from I got 15 <laughs> rares, so I got there's one. that.
1: 15 out of how many? How many are in this set? 40? It's usually
3: 40 cards, uh, I'd, right? I'd wager more than 15. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so the
4: super yep. rare I pulled for Kenneth, staff of the forgotten one, and I, I I bought it in my first two games, and it never rolled when I wanted it to, and it rolled at the times that I couldn't really even use it, like when he didn't have a field. But basically the, the, the action is, until end of turn when an opposing character die is damaged, KO it. So if you remember the danger room. Yeah, I love that It's, it's a room.
5: one-sided danger That room. thing would have been nasty on your team tonight, Ken, with the dragons. And, and it also
4: has a, a burst double burst effect. Also, until end of turn, if you KO two or more character dice, prep two dice from your bag. Oh, so it'd be beautiful, awesome. Beautiful. With, with, with breath weapon, I had no breath weapon Characters I'm so it just didn't, pulled, didn't I'm work glad, so
0: well. I'm for glad me. I pulled those dragons. Yeah, I didn't. <laughs> so I didn't. I, didn't I, don't,
4: weapon. I I maybe saw some dragons, but I, I went a different route. And then also when I was playing against Kevin with magic missile, you didn't buy it, right? <laughs>
0: opportunity. Yeah, buy it. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Missed opportunity. <laughs> totally should have used. it. I just got so kind of frustrated with it in the first two games that I just didn't even go that <sighs> way. But but I think it would work really well. It's not like you're going to be able to time it and say. Oh, I'm getting the staff. I'm getting magic missile on my team. Oh, but in Constructed. but, but when you, when you play against those things, or if you play constructed, I, I definitely see some some like good wins. That with like ingest. a super rare
5: jubilee, you you get rid of their block all that those fat butts that you can't ever get through. You just or even oh, instead
1: in set, if you come up against a person with magic missile, or you happen to get a dragon with breath weapon. Yeah, you're awesome. gonna get so much experience for your adventurers because oh, yeah you can just ping out like when i was playing against kevin i was like man i wish i had six bolts so i could ping out his adventures or whatever that would have saved my bacon
5: i will say this i know super rares aren't always a go for i mean they are because they're red stripe but but as far as playable all the super rares i've seen in this set look amazing
4: and like we yeah. said earlier I got two dice with it. So this is the only time and place I will ever be able to play this action I think with you two mean dice. Ken got Ken two, got two dice, dice for it. Well, to play with. <laughs> <Yeah>. It takes <laughs>
3: a village, <laughs> guys. He,
4: so he will never be able to get to play unless he pulls it again somewhere
0: so, so with Ken, two are you, dice. Are, are you going to
3: start your own dice tower like Jared's? No, nah, I might buy a slingshot though.
0: Oh, sweet! <laughs> I enjoy that. All right. So, are there any kind of other cards that you guys saw the, or played want to mention? The other
2: combo that I had drafted for to get to, but never got a chance to, was the Triceratops with Overcrush. And, well, you uh, got to it; you just couldn't roll it. Well, no, <laughs> <laughs> that did happen. But the the combo with the the Yonti Abomination, and
0: uh, yes. are all these Yontis all good?
2: Yeah. The Yanti Abomination uh, Common says when he's attacking after blockers are declared, you may remove a target blocking character die from combat each, uh, for each attacking Yanti Abomination character die. So if they block my Triceratops that use the improvised weapon, I can remove that person and then all, he's still blocked. So uh, he's going to come back uh, to my field, yeah. but he's going to do all of his damage and overcrush. How much is it? Uh, it it was a two five cost uh, combo, and that's why it never came out. But I I think you could build around this and overcrush and oh, it's, it's gonna be
0: sweet. <laughs> <laughs> yep. If you guys haven't noticed, Captain America may have replaced five.
1: I got a pretty <laughs> sweet card too that I wanted to mention. Uh, it's the rare Taboxy Rogue. It has experience and is a it's three cost mask. And its ability is while Taboxy Rogue is active, when your opponent fields an NPC character die, you may prep a die from your bag. So this might be the something that you kind take of like if you're playing with uh, the insect plague or whatever, plague of insects or whatever. Because if your opponent buys it and they start fielding sidekicks, you get a prep a die every time your opponent fields a sidekick. And in draft, I mean, sidekicks get fielded all the time. Yeah, that if was, They that, roll them. That Russ was, never rolled them. That was
0: your me. only non-monster card. And I was like...
1: Stupid thing. It's one of the Another two. thing <laughs> I should bring up was I played with seven cards because I was playing with six zombie T-Rex dice. Why? Because I got six zombie <laughs> T-Rex dice. So it's zombie T-Rex. You're still limited to twenty dice, so if you end up getting six of one. How many zombies did you, you have kind of to play with? Die.
0: Yeah, how many zombies did you have with the zombie T-Rex?
1: Uh none. Because so re- read the ability with uh, the zombie T-Rex. Oh, yeah, zombie t- zombie Tyrannosaurus zombie. I got the common and the uncommon, but the uncommon says, when fielded, you may purchase a zombie character die for free and immediately field it at level two. Uh, I didn't have any zombies. We only had one zombie card in the whole <laughs> stinking draft, so I never like saw that. like Ken them. got it. I did. There, um, yeah, The zombie
5: stuff, if, if I saw that you could get it, I would probably go for it because it seems like a lot of fun with the whole, there's a lot of things that tend to bring the zombies back.
1: Yeah, I think, know, so I think the I think zombies could be fun. I feel like there's a lot of strategies and a lot of ways you could go in this set that we didn't even see yeah. because of the way the draft worked. The draft also kind of felt a little shorter than normal because you're only passing one direction. And we didn't have much gear. I didn't see any gear. Did we, we didn't get yeah. one piece of gear. Yeah. There wasn't one piece of gear in the entire draft, so I have no the idea how it works.
0: Yeah, we had a couple of characters were in like set. that. They would get extra boosts yeah. with gear, but I was the, like, pirates.
1: I yeah, well, the pirates. Yeah, the pirates got boosts from gear. So, gear. I, a I think. I feel like
5: not only the basic <laughs> actions, but I feel like the actions that would come through in a pod would would also dictate what team I would go around. You know what I would want to do because there's some good actions, and then. Probably the super rares. Like if I got the Double Kinger, I'd be really excited. I don't to know. Actually,
1: rare. with with this draft, I feel like you basically have to plan for playing with all the basic actions because yeah, there's a very limited pool of basic actions. Everyone there's going to be twelve that That's everyone's going to be using. Was, you don't I, have.
2: I was going to say I didn't. I didn't look at. I mean, I looked at them, but I didn't pay attention to my basic
3: actions. I may I have inadvertently forgot about them. I wish that I, I. I I noticed that I had uh, the um the candle. Candle Light or whatever it is. Candle Keeper. Candle Keep. Candle Keep. I knew I had that one, so I went, okay, I've got some ramp. I can get to some things. Um, I didn't really pay that much attention to Insect Plague, which was the right call. Uh, But I I don't know. Overall, I feel like drafting this set, your hands are tied a little bit.
5: If I got Magic Missile, because I know I never would play with that outside of this, if I got Magic Missile, I would go experience... And kind of pass those cheap character
2: monsters. Yeah, to my I mean, my cheapest I, yeah.
0: character I had was a three cost. I don't think I pulled any of the two cost characters. I, I
2: I didn't I didn't have a two cost. I had a one cost trap that did me no good because I wasn't paying attention and I thought I drew a different card. Um, I would I would say that the draft strategy changes in this because you in a typical draft traditional draft before this set you would get two pods, and you could usually get three good cards out of each pod. Now you get three good cards. And so yeah. you, you kind of need to look for your, your combo right, right away. Yeah. You, can't, yeah. you can't go, oh, I'll, you know, I'll take this one and hope I can get something that plays with it in the next pod. Yeah. Like You have to get those cards that work together right away.
0: Yeah. Also, I think your seating placement is, is a little bit more difficult now, yeah. too because I already hate sitting next against you guys. This set's going to make it worse. The last (laughs) thing
3: that you want to do is sit next to someone that plays like you, passing you the things that you want. Or taking the things things that you would want, and then passing you the things that you wouldn't. Um, I will say that As far as drafting goes, if you're ever going to try and get Swarm to work in a draft, this would be the one to do it, because you'll get two dice for each card.
1: I triggered Swarm, and I only drew, got one card with Swarm on it. Same
3: here. Swarm. And and,
1: we only had three three cards total with Swarm in the whole
3: draft, right? we had at least four, because Ashley, who didn't play, drafted two two of the same character with Swarm. Ah, Yeah, yeah, so she would have had a full set. She would have had a full set, and Really, with, where each card gives you two dice, there is the potential to get like three cards with swarm of the same character and yeah. have six dice and just be able to swarm like crazy.
1: They also say in a draft, uh, on the what is it, the double, double rainbow draft.com or whatever the PDF that you could play with two draft packs each and then open one, pass, and then open the other and pass. Yep. That's probably a little expensive for most of us yeah. um, but
3: I, And But it takes away a little bit of yeah. the whole point. I yeah. mean, yeah. it's I think that I would enjoy that right up until I'm hauling 48 dice home because I, <laughs> I did
4: that. Well, you have to you remember know? you can only play with 20 on your team. So that means basically a whole pack's yeah, worth is gonna just have a waste extra. Yeah. yeah. So it's kind it's, of
3: overkill. It's overkill like it would give you more uh more cards to choose from and create more strategies and all of that, but I, I don't Feel like the benefit would. I mean, in in a highly competitive tournament, I I could see me even pushing for that. I'd be like, come on, there's big prizes on yep. the line. Give me a second pass. Yeah.
0: All right. So so before we go, um, we always have to ask the question: Is this a good set for new players to jump in? Because I already feel like this is a good place to start if you just have two players to just hand each other the draft pack and draft between each other. But is it does this if if somebody's like, What's this new Dice Masters thing, would you suggest them jump into a draft pack?
2: I I think some of the abilities may be on the you know moderate to confusing side, the you know, from from a five to ten if one was the the easiest to understand. But I think this format makes it so easy to play and so easy to draft and um, you know, buying the two ba- like you get the two basic actions, so that's one less thing to think about as a new person, and one less thing to worry about having to own as a new player. So I I think it's a great great format for for new players as an entry point into this into this world. Fans of D anD D will like this. I yeah. think it's easy to bring them in.
1: I'm gonna jump in and disagree with Alex. And we talk about this a little bit on the on the next episode, but the thing about D D is there's so much extra stuff to keep track of is isn't in regular dice masters you've got there, affiliations yeah, you've yeah, got the that's... gear symbols you've got alignments you've got the subtext on the cards you've got all these keywords i mean you got yeah, fabricate there's... which well, is confusing yeah, that, you
2: know, so... that, i mean that's why i said that the abilities were on the com- confusing side of of it but the the format of the gameplay makes a lot of sense just out of the box i think this I think D and D
5: always appeals to D and D players, though. So oh, yeah, I think totally. <laughs> if you are trying to teach an experienced gamer this, this is great. But if someone's new to games, probably not the best because of all those things that we'll talk about in the next episode
0: that we already recorded.
3: But, yeah. <laughs> so we
0: traveled in time.
3: We, while the D&D sets, like Jared was saying, have a bunch of abilities and things that kind of don't carry over to the rest of the game that are unique to D&D, and they can be confusing at times, the D&D sets are consistently worded, I think, better than any others. Yeah, I'll give you We that. saw, so there's the, the create food and water that kind of needs to be decided one way or the other, uh, whether it triggers a bag refill or not. Um, and then there there 's the doppelganger that it copies your character and it copies all the name and all of that stuff. If you copy something with a tune you 're only triggering that once for the character that doesn 't give you a second character with a tune, and that is a little bit of a wonky interaction, especially for new players. But for the most part, as complex as they are, they're worded in a way that it's clear and easy to understand.
1: Yeah, definitely the most consistent set in Dice Masters for sure.
0: Yep. All right, guys. So thank you so much for kind of talking about this brand new set. You obviously, you guys at home obviously will hear a lot more as we kind of play more and experiment with it. I'm like, a fan of draft packs. Yeah, I, I actually just thought of it. Like, I don't think I am. You, using this draft pack <laughs> format, I, I hear a lot of people asking how to make cubes and stuff. I think following this format may actually lead you in the right direction to create a cube-like environment for that. But we want to hear from you guys, your experiences, if you guys are drafting this weekend and stuff. Um, let us know. Shoot us an email, doubleburst at ktdata.net, or leave it on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash doubleburst. Gentlemen, thank you so much, and uh, let's travel back in time so we can get that other episode released after this. And that's it for this episode of the Double Burst Podcast. We would love to hear from you guys. What do you think about the Tomb of Annihilation? Are draft packs a thing to stay? Shoot us an email, doubleburst at ktdata.net, or leave it on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash doubleburst. Make sure you check out doubleburst.com for past episodes, places to subscribe so you automatically get these episodes, and cool player resources. Make sure you check out the KO Kings Etsy shop at etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash KO Kings Corner for all your custom Dice Masters needs. Of course, thanks everybody for listening to this show. Everybody on the team appreciates it. And until next time, my friends, may your dice rolls be ever in your favor.